Welcome to the next episode of Strategize to Succeed. Selectively applying the strategies, which we discuss each week, will help you as you progress from conditions to opportunities to successes. In today's episode, we are going to discuss how courage pervades your daily life. At one time or another, we've all seen on the evening news extraordinary actions taken by individuals in the hopes of helping to rescue someone else. These individuals have put themselves in harm's way without giving a thought to gaining any benefit for themselves. And they likely did not consider the riskiness of their actions either. Their decisions to act were seemingly unplanned. Yet, the outcome of their actions might be viewed as bigger than life. And often, the word used to describe such people is courageous. However, there is another underappreciated form of courage which occurs far more often, and that is what we're going to discuss today. For each of us, from the moment we awaken, we have the potential to behave in a courageous manner. Of course, how often have you heard individuals of a certain age Note that simply awakening and getting out of bed represents an act of courage. And that's just the beginning. How we handle ourselves, how we conduct business, how we treat other people, all show the world around us our true courage. In an article by Kathy J. Lassiter entitled The Four Types of Everyday Courage, Ms. Lassiter breaks out the four areas of daily life in which courage is evident. The first is moral courage. Within this category, the essence of the meaning is to, quote, have the courage of one's convictions, close quote. Regardless of opposition, the individual's personal values and core beliefs take the priority and the results are determined by an evaluation of the greater good. The second form of courage is intellectual courage. Here the emphasis is on the implementation of what one has learned from experience and the application of courage to challenge and dispose of old assumptions. Disciplined courage is the third form of carriage found in everyday life. This type of carriage is most closely related to strategic thinking, in which the individual is reflective and focused, while at the same time avoiding distractions and opposition. This form of carriage is marked by the need for endurance and flexibility and, as is necessary in other aspects of life, it is important to contain one's emotions so one can focus on working with others to achieve a necessary compromise while protecting the integrity of a goal at issue. 
The final type of carriage noted by Ms. Lassiter is empathetic carriage. In this instance, carriage is demonstrated by being able to set aside one's own issues and biases in order to view the world from someone else's perspective. A subset of this skill, cognitive empathy, or having the ability to put oneself in someone else's shoes, can be particularly important in a work environment as it can be the catalyst for team building, communication, and motivation. Emotional empathy gives priority to recognizing and understanding another's feelings and nonverbal cues. And empathic concern occurs when care and concern for another person is demonstrated. By demonstrating this type of concern for another, trust and support can also be generated, which in turn encourages others to take risks collaborate, and try different approaches in a protected environment. Courage is often considered an antidote to fear. With courage, one becomes able to take action in spite of having feelings of fear and worry. Courage gives you the ability to counteract the paralysis which takes over during times of fear. And although being fearful provides one with a natural safety net to pause, reevaluate, and redirect one's efforts, that same fear, when allowed to run rampant, will prevent you from achieving or even reaching for your goals. Perhaps one of the best ways to work past that fear and strengthen your courage is to take small, measured steps out of your comfort zone. Once you have accomplished the first hurdle, take a moment to assess the situation. Were you successful? How do you feel? Nauseous, exhilarated, or somewhere in between? What's the next step? Are you prepared to proceed? What are the benefits and what is the downside? What are the risks? If you won't harm either yourself or someone else, isn't it time to test your courage muscle? The more often that you go through the self-examination process, the easier it will become to tap into your courageous self and take greater risks. Make sure that when you evaluate the courageous steps that you've taken, that you acknowledge your successes, especially as you start out. Each success will have the effect of lessening the feel of risk for your next endeavor and reducing your stress level. Incidentally, understand that not all acts of courage even at a seemingly ordinary level, will have a successful outcome. That is simply the way that life is. It is nothing to be ashamed of. However, do not allow that result to be an excuse to once again become paralyzed. Failure needs to be analyzed even more carefully 
than a success because it is only through failure that each of us can learn and improve. But make certain that you absolutely learn from each failure what to do differently so that the next time you will achieve success. When combining courage with leadership, a skill which we discussed in an earlier podcast episode, according to the Harvard Business School Online's Business Insights blog, there are five characteristics of a courageous leader. First, to define the term, Professor Nancy Cohn states that, quote, a courageous leader is an individual who is capable of making themselves better and stronger when the stakes are high and circumstances turn against that person, close quote. To do that, Cohn cites the five important characteristics of a courageous leader. Most of these your mentor has discussed with you previously in greater detail. However, for this composite, the skills are all found in one person. Central to courageous leadership is authenticity. Recognizing a leader who is true to themselves is critical to enhancing trust and performance. And according to Cohn, Quote, the focus is on self-improvement. Authentic leaders begin with the will and commitment to work on themselves. Close quote. Of the remaining four salient characteristics fundamental to a courageous leader, two could be termed internal and two have an external basis. Resilience. Cone terms, quote, a learned capability that leaders can hone with experience, close quote. Oftentimes, we are faced with situations which do not play out as the prearranged script would dictate. It is that very ability to be resilient, which gives us the opportunity to recover and regroup so that we can work even harder and more strategically to achieve our goals. Also of internal importance is self-discipline. Think about doing exercise repetitions at a gym. It takes self-discipline to complete those fully. It also takes self-discipline to complete the steps necessary for the completion of any project or long-term goal everything from a diet to a job promotion. Both commitment to purpose and emotional intelligence are the skills which directly reference how to interact with others. Having a commitment to purpose is exactly what it says. The courageous leader must develop an ability to impart on their team the mission, and how it will interface with the organization's objectives. This entails both empowerment and delegation of responsibilities, as well as strengthening their faith and trust. 
The hallmarks of emotional intelligence are empathy and collaboration. It is important to pay attention to the input which is offered by others and be responsive to the human nature of the activity. The interrelationship between courage and emotional intelligence may best be summarized by Winston Churchill. Quote, courage is what it takes to stand up and speak. Courage is also what it takes to sit down and listen. Close quote. As the development of these traits evolves, the ability to act courageously in your daily life, regardless of the leadership responsibilities, will become easier and more successfully accomplished. Now an administrative note. This episode of our Strategize to Succeed podcast is the last one of season two. Your mentor will be off for the next two weeks as I begin preparations for season three. In the meantime, consider replaying any episodes which you feel may offer suggestions to enhance your individual skills. Thank you for sharing your time today. Remember your application of strategic decision-making approaches can result in more beneficial outcomes for you both professionally and personally. Why not turn that process into your opportunity?